because yeah. that happened once early on. Luckily, it was just me and a friend talking about UFOs for two and a half hours. <laughs> and it somehow cut out the first two hours. Again, didn't really make or break the episode. So instead, it was just 30 minutes of us talking about mm -hmm. UFOs. You know, again, not a whole lot lost. But um, you like you like my, my I cup? do. It's beautiful. So I never know when it starts recording, but I record on two. So that was really fucking interesting. Sorry for whoever just had to sit through that. Episode 192, Force Mattingly, my buddy from work, who is going to teach me about Magic the Gathering. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, because you started to discuss it and um, the other day, and I started to get really excited. And then I was just like, shoot, yeah. going to do an episode. And it was very hard to hold in, but I successfully held it in. And um, yeah, Force, go ahead and introduce yourself instead of my dumbass. What's up, everybody? My name is Forrest. Me and me and Tommy work together. Hi, Forrest. Um, I just kind of recently re got back into Magic: The Gathering, but I'm kind of that kind of person that, like, once I get into something, it's like go all I'm in. All yeah, all in. Yeah. Like you know, at work, I'm like, oh, I like beer. No, I love beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's how I am, dude. I can't do something partially. Yeah. So you start to explain it to me, and I guess we'll get more into it. You started mm -hmm. first explaining kind of like the rules and how it's played and yeah. and that, but then you started to explain like trading, and that was like collecting. Now yeah. you're showing me there's like there's like money involved, and I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so now it takes on a much more. As we're working, making you know shit money, stocking shelves, and you're shit making money. money doing doing uh, flipping cards. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. okay, so that's where we are now. So just fuck. It. Let's just jump right into it. What are you trading right now? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it's kind of good timing because I sold some cards on Sunday, and uh, this guy just posted one card, and this is on Mercari, which is like a, a platform for like buying and selling like everything. It's like a Japanese company, and uh, I just posted one card, and he bought it, and he was like, "What else do you have?" And I was like, "You know, I wasn't, I didn't really want to sell some things, but the market right now is so strong." Um, and I can allude to that later, yeah, but yeah, basically yeah. I was like, I have this and this and this and this to sell. And he was like, well, what are the prices for this and this? And I was like, some five cards, 600 bucks after, after fees. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What? And you, and you were yeah. saying the other day that COVID has had a huge, huge impact on this. On the market. Yeah. The reason I think, and we're kind of jumping ahead. We can get back to this, but like the reason I think that COVID had such a big impact on the market, specifically this one, it does correlate to other markets in like trading and collectibles, but everybody was freaking out. They were like, you know, I have all these assets. People were getting laid off. They're like, I have all these assets and stuff. That's just like, you know, it's, it's a bebling good or a bebling good, however you say. It. And it was like, I, you know, if you can make money off of it, you can make money off of it. So like market got saturated. So everybody was selling and then people like me that kind of was like well i'm still working i'm not spending any extra money on stuff i was like bye 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 and then once things kind of settled out and people you know if they were collecting money or who knows i mean they just came back super strong like super crazy strong like can't even i have a couple examples i'll show you but uh, yeah please yeah. Do, please do it's it's mm -hmm. yeah because you were showing me and it was I was I don't know why in my mind when you were like yeah buying and selling I just had this like cryptic idea of like you and like a trench coat in some dark alley like selling them like, <laughs> but you showed me and it was like no it, it's fucking it looks like it looks like the e-trade app just with all, all the numbers and tracking and oh, shit and, yeah, you, yeah. and you were like yeah I got this I got this I flipped that and I was like Jesus Christ 
MTG goldfish. Yeah, there's some sites, there's like MTG stocks and everything. It'll kind of show you uh, prices of cards and where they were and where they have gone. And like, it's honestly, it's almost like the stock market. Like you never know. You really never know. I mean, you can kind of speculate on certain things, but at the end of the day, it's like, I wish I played a little bit more. I maybe would be able to speculate as an investor and a collector a little bit more because then, you know, certain cards come out and then it makes certain vintage cards that you can pair with that, like even better. And the supply and demand is so, so high, like supply is so low that these cards just skyrocket into the stratosphere, you know? Have you ever thought of making like another account and like, <laughs> and like, and like flooding the market with like, card a that goes with card mm-hmm. b and then come along so sell card that b. is actually it's funny that you brought that up because that happens i mean there is a it is a market that is incredibly easy to manipulate yeah on online yeah because let's say you buy like you buy all the big websites that carry the cards you buy every single card that they have right so now there's no cards readily available to buy from like a legit source like you got to go to ebay so now these guys put the cards on there for like whatever they want to sell it for. And then on those sites, like MTG Goldfish, it says that it's a $12,000 card when yesterday was like a $6,000. you are like, what the hell is going on? So yeah, so, yeah, I guess there's no like SEC, right? No. There's no federal government's not tapping into this. It's, yeah. dude, maybe that's like a form of cryptocurrency as we like head towards like more COVID <clears throat> and like probably like an event. The guys I just had on the Delta Force guys, they were like, "No, get ready for the Civil War. It's coming." And I was like, "Get prepared." I was like, "God damn it!" But it it does feel a little bit. Yeah, and I don't mind when other people say it, but when these two like Delta Force veterans are like, "Yeah, no," I mean, I would say that it that is coming. Lock and load. Get your bug out. Then you start thinking, you're like. Well, then I'm like, God damn it. Because it's not even other people are like, I'll survive. Like, I don't want to survive that. Like, I don't want to live in a post-apocalyptic. Like, if I can't have air conditioning, a refrigerator, running water, and an Xbox, like, I don't want to be in that world. Like, Yeah, imagine a modern modern civil war. That would just be, that'd be crazy. Horrendous. It's slaughter. Complete slaughter. And not only that, like, I don't want to be alive during that. I don't have that, like, fighter spirit that's like, we got to keep humanity going on. I'd be like, dude, fucking shoot me first. I don't want to play this. I know. I feel like I'm a little too empathetic where I would see, like, some struggling child and then they pull out, like, a freaking... Yeah, it would be, yeah. Someone would be on the side of the road and you'd pull over to help them and it'd be an ambush and they'd fucking hang you and we'd find your body yep, and we'd right be like, away. God damn it, Forrest. Yeah. I'm like that. Or we can go the other route okay. and somehow magic cards become the new currency. Uh, well that's what i was getting into i'm a king that's what i well, that's what i was leading into god damn it you stole my thunder i was gonna say post-apocalyptic currency you can't do yeah. crypto if if there's some fucking emp blast and all all mm. everything online every electronics destroyed you would need a hard currency magic the gathering and the way that it, that would actually work is that in the end of the day, this is a card game. You don't have electronics anymore. You know what? How it's going to pass time? Oh you know? Jesus, dude! You would be a warlord. <laughs> you would be, you, yeah. You fucking, you'd be covered in like velvet and jewelry. You'd have like the only yep. working car in Maryland, and you just, yeah, you'd have the only working car. Maybe. Yeah, it'd be drawn by a bunch of fucking hot girls. You'd have them pulling it like horses or something, and you'd come into town, trumpets playing and shit. We'd take over the liquor store, right? Because that's a special <clears throat> commodity. It's 
Yeah. So I consider myself a nerd, right? Yeah. But I would imagine that, like, you know, those like legitimate, like, you know, cave dwelling kind of type nerds. I bet that's a serious fantasy that they've had. Sure. They really... well, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch of no, hot girls. Like, yeah, waving them with, like, <laughs> with, yeah, palm trees or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The problem is, is those guys are going to die because it instantly 100%. goes to, like, I mean, the majority of us are going to die. Like, it's Civil War benefits no one. Like, no. I know this is, we're going to do a magic episode and we're very quickly veering off in a civil war. It benefits no one, man. It Nothing cuts better from it. Mm-hmm. All it does is make us more susceptible to uh, a Chinese and or Russian and or North Korean and or Iranian takeover or at least invasion. Yep. Nothing comes from it. Like, nothing comes from it. Whatever is bad right now, you don't like whoever's in the White House, whatever, for or against. I'm not painting any side. Whatever this, like, perceived injustice and oppression and you know resist whatever is bad now will be a hundred thousand times worse if shit pops off it's not it's just like such an easy conversation to have because i mean you have civil war in your own country and you weaken your own economy and then you've just killed off like all these people that were potential soldiers that you could draft into an actual world war and it's just like and and workers i mean economy just like (laughs) yeah i mean that's why the civil war is the was the most deadly in u.s history because every death was american every single death yeah you died american you got a confirmed kill american it was four hundred thousand. it's yeah greater even than the korean war yeah more deaths than in in, than we had lost soldiers in world war ii because every kill you get is also an american death and you're right not only that though I mean, that's what we fucking do when we want to take someplace over. CIA goes over there, takes us a year or two. We fuck some shit up, do some mm-hmm. faux elections, push a guy, install a dictatorship. Next thing you know, boom. And what do we do when it collapsed? We come in there. Hey, guys, Uncle Sam's here. <laughs> that's going to happen to us. Someone, But it's going to be CCP. It's going to be China coming in going, oh, hello, in America. Hello, priest. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I ain't looking at that. But um, we'll veer back into reality. I just, right. I guess, because it's an intense episode before this, and it's like still in my mind. Oh, I'm just like, we're fucked. I'm fucked. Everything's fucked. But um, yeah, I'd like to push that into everything it. is fucked. Everything You're is right. everything is fucked. But you know what? It's nothing can ever be truly like unfucked. Like no matter what you do, even if there's no civil war, even if you're in perfect health and you make a billion dollars, you still die. Like there's nothing you can do to truly get away from it, right? So macabre, so macabre of you. It's no, it's but to me, it's liberating. To me, that's it's, it's to me, that's optimistic because it's liberating. I am much more afraid of like just getting old than dying, just because, like, yeah, that sucks. It's in our prime. I don't, I don't want to be like some old guy. No, like, no, I've, I've watched my grandmother, you know, uh, pass away two years ago, but over five, six yeah. years, I'm like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to get there. Yeah. I don't want to die now. Yeah, like my like my great grandfather, yeah. my arm. You know, he, oh, yeah. he was ninety three, but I mean, I got to see him through his whole entire life, and it was like the last three years it was like, boom, totally. I mean, yeah. like ridden, just like couldn't take care of himself, yeah. and it was just like, yeah. But, the point? Yeah. What's even the point? Well, that's Hunter Hunter S. Thompson committed suicide. I think he was sixty four, but his plan was to commit suicide at fifty, and when he committed suicide at sixty four, I think in his letter. He said 14 years too late. He was like, I don't know. 14 years too late. And I was just like. He's such an interesting person. I actually just got into him watching like, I've always, I've seen Fear and and Loading in Las Vegas a ton of times, but I like just got into watching like old uh, interviews by him. And I'm like, this dude was fucking crazy. Dude, his right, his, 
He's insane, dude. He, like his writing, like his technique too, the way that Bonzo. he was like the tone. It was like, yeah. You know, yeah. How did that work? Yeah. He, he he started all these rumors about Nixon because he fucking hated President Nixon. So he started so these funny. rumors about Nixon being like a cannibal or something. And when someone was like, "Where'd you hear those rumors?" Or he's like, "Where'd you hear that?" And he's like, "Oh, the, the the rumors. I heard the rumors." He's like, "Where'd you hear the rumors?" The rumors. He was like. In the mirror, I said it to myself, and that's when I heard it. <laughs> so he would just start rumors, and then be like, "I heard it." <laughs> and, In the mirror, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, but I don't know, man. It's. Do you think that this is just a passing, a passing thing? Because if you look back at like the '60s and '70s, right? Segregation, mm-hmm. civil, not civil war, Vietnam War. A president gets shot in the head. And we land on the moon. Like, think of how in the middle of all that, there's Woodstock, yeah. Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, mm-hmm. how insane is all that? And like, we got through it. They were shooting black people with fire hoses. They were the president got shot in the head. We landed on the moon. Yeah. They're protesting. National Guard opened fire at Kent State. Right. Mm-hmm. All this is happening. Meanwhile, we're fighting the Soviets with seventy thousand nuclear weapons pointing at each other, and we somehow kind of just we squeaked out. And then all of a sudden, it was like 2000 and 1999, and there was Britney Spears. It was Britney Spears when we were hopping, and it was good. Yeah, and it was just, but that's how I... And then it was cool. And then it was cool. It was chill. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, we got, like, we got through that. Is it, is right now just more insane because everyone has a camera in 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 a social media account? I don't know. I mean, you're just, you're kind of close enough in age to me that, like, we kind of had the same childhood and, like... I remember the early 2000s and like the early, you know, then the late, you know, the early mm-hmm. 2010s or whatever we call it now. And just, I don't know if it's because we were kids, but everything kind of did feel good. I mean, it felt yeah. normal and like, yeah. Really at that 2012, 2016 point, it was just sort of like, yeah. So, you know, well, yeah, were we up. just kids? I don't know. Cause you're were right. Just kids? Or was it a coincidence that we get older and then it really did go to shit? I don't know. I was 11 on 9-11. I mean, guess what? Then we invade Afghanistan and Iraq, yeah. 2008 crisis. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe if we were in our 20s, I'm 30. Maybe if it was 2000, we'd be saying we're in the shit. Yeah, I was only in second grade. And, uh, yeah. 11. I, I barely remember. I just remember because I was in Atlanta. I was, still, I was in the South. So was I. Yeah, I was in Atlanta. I was going to um, one school that was near little five points like married i can't remember what I, I went to our lady the assumption middle school there's christ the king oh yeah there's christ the king ihm immaculate heart of mary mm-hmm. st john newman st thomas more we were all in the catholic school kids mm-hmm. we, did, we didn't interact with you public school people <laughs> we, we were we were in our little uniforms yeah. we were i just remember we all got pulled into the cafeteria yeah. like early in the morning and then it was like everybody was just getting picked up and i was like oh, yeah oh. i don't remember yeah i remember i don't remember yeah i remember getting yeah well i loved skyscrapers and i still do and i always have my whole life so when mm-hmm. i found out I was, I was very upset for like the most like Mm-hmm. like superficial reasons i was like those were such great buildings god damn it can <laughs> grasp your reality yeah, braces and bull cuts and i'm like a lot of people died i get it but i'm like ah, come on now but yeah it's yeah i don't know do you think i i hope that i think it will be maybe i'm just mm-hmm. maybe i'm just optimistic i think i think we'll look back on 2020 and it will just kind of be like a weird you know It'll look back and like, you know, you always see it's in yeah. the movies, right? You see the old woman with like the raspy voice, like, Don't worry, honey, I survived the sixties, you'll be fine. So, I'm glad you brought that up. I keep seeing the best memes where it's like 
an old woman in a rocker and it's like she's like i remember i used to go see bands play live music and the and the granddaughter's like oh you're so tired grandma it's time for you to take a nap <laughs> you know? yeah right i we used to go to the bars in groups of 50 like uh-huh okay grandma okay grandma time to take a nap <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like holocaust deniers they're gonna see pictures of us at like football stadiums and they're gonna be like that's all photoshop oh, no one was ever there you can't do that but it's gonna kind of be the same way with like self-driving cars yeah i used to drive uh-huh really grandpa it's like, I used to get Netflix delivered to my house, and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> you used to get Netflix delivered to my house. You know? We used to have sex with other human beings instead of just tapping into the, the hyper mind and, and experience. I, I think either that, where you go into, like, VR, and you basically just have an experience there, or, like, definitely, like, sex robots, for sure. Sex robots, for sure. That's what world peace At be. some point, I've always thought my biggest, like, not conspiracy theory, but just sort of, like way because like inevitably we're gonna be overpopulated yeah and i feel like that'd be the easiest way to control at least something oh yeah yeah if you could upload have to control the population but people are gonna not not have sex yeah you know? yeah 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 would just be that or even resources if everyone uploaded their mind onto a computer you True. wouldn't need to eat everything would just be a digital experience so like you could just power it by solar power you wouldn't need farms. i mean so I've always loved the Matrix trilogy, yeah, which is yeah. what that sounds like. And honestly, like, all it is is you perceiving, you know, senses and everything in your brain. And, I mean, I don't feel like there would be a big difference between actually doing it with your physical form and probably perceiving it with your mind. Probably wouldn't even be able to tell. That's, I mean, that's why the people that, that believe in that, I mean, yeah. you can't really disprove it. Yeah, you can't. You can't. <laughs> like, it's the brain in the vat theory, right? Or the... yeah. It's if you're you're a brain in a vat, how can you ever prove you're not a brain in a vat? Because everything, it's like if you prove you're not dreaming in a dream, what happens when you wake up, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I have no fucking idea. I think my mom kind of messed me up a little bit too, because she was like, I mean, obviously with my name, like she was a super big hippie and like a freak thinker and, um, so my whole life, like she was a single mom, so like sitting around, I'm just talking to her. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is very, very into um, reincarnation. Mm-hmm. She's super into like fourth dimension realities and like um, parallel Higher universes. Levels, yeah, yeah. And she's like very into uh, like when you sleep and you can, what is that called? You sleep and you travel. Like she thinks our spirits like a- so- astral projection. She very much believes in that too. Yeah. She's very intelligent, as, yeah. as you know. So, like, I've been thinking about that since I was, like, 10. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, the guy I had on last week, Dr. Evan Alexander, the the Harvard neurosurgeon. Yeah. Was talking about, like, how he thinks there's, like, proof of, like, reincarnate. Apparently, there are, like, there's, like, reports of, like, kids talking to each mm-hmm. other. Like, a three-year-old talking to, or however early you are when you can talk, right? Yeah, it's, like, three. Yeah. So, like, so there's, like, a four-year-old talking to a two-year-old. And he's saying, like, tell me about... Tell me about heaven because I'm forgetting. Oh, wow. Because, like, as you get older, you forget. So the younger kid's telling him because he's closer to birth. So he's yeah. like, it's like this. And he's like, I'm forgetting what it's like. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And apparently there's like 30, that's what he's saying, 3,500 cases of this. So it's not like a one-off No. Thing. And this is a Harvard neurosurgeon. This isn't just you, me, and Vinny, like, you know. You know, maybe we've been in the freezer mm-hmm. for too long and we're not thinking straight. It's <laughs> my brain, I'm a little cold. Yeah, a little it's no, dude, this is my brain. I don't know, man. It's he 
but he he brought up an idea and it's an idea i've heard before that i like it's the idea that consciousness isn't created by the brain it's it's tuned in by the brain right yeah that's what i i mean i don't think that's crazy you started thinking about different animals and everything like how cats have such quick reflexes because they perceive things faster than we do and it's like you're like what (laughs) yeah like what is because like what is like what is perception i mean think about think about hills and mountains right we look mm-hmm. at it as here are these you know as old as the hills as old as the mountains the timeless things right there's so many analogies and spiritual shit you can tie into that but if you were to look at it on like the universal scale like if you were to just look at like earth if you were to look at like how old's the earth four billion years if you looked at it that over the course of like 60 seconds mm-hmm. well the earth's crust is i've heard it explained by commander hadfield the uh, that astronaut who's been on joe rogan said the earth's crust is like if you took a like a hot soup or like no sorry he said like if you like melted like a, a big pot of cheese for whatever yeah say it's like christmas you're cooking and you take it back out of the back porch for it to cool off a little bit he said you leave it out there for like a minute and then bring it in there's a very tiny mm-hmm. skin and then inside it's still like boiling he goes that's yeah. that's what the crust of the earth is it's a tiny oh, skin yeah. on a boiling ball but that's because crazy. it's going so slow and we are so tiny, we view mm-hmm. it as Mount Everest. It's granite. It's rocks. You got to drill down. Yeah. The point of me saying that is like, if so, if you sped up time, you'd see mountains flowing like waves, like right? waves, just That's hills. Cool. It would just be doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. but we don't see that. We see them as static. So yeah, like what is even reality? Because is there not some being? Like what if what if the sun is conscious, and it just sees. You know, what if it just grows and explodes and that's like, oh, that's its life, but it just feels like 10 years. I'm just, my thing is like, I can buy into all that. I can, I could, you could explain it enough to where you'd be like, yeah, sure, I mean, why I, not? yeah. I just wonder if there will be ever a time in human know. history that we know. I mean, I don't, I don't think we can, but I mean, well, we just started taking records. We just started 10,000 years all these things at a knowledgeable, understandable level. I mean, we're definitely not going to be alive for that. No. But I wonder if at some point there will be. I don't think if, like, are you saying at one point we'll have it all figured out? The answers, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's, I think wo- they, I think I it's woven that. into the universe. I mean, we're about to kill each other in 2020. <laughs> no, right? Because we don't, because because one corporate puppet is a little, and that sounds so edgy. But I mean, but in reality, what is it? I mean, it's one, it's one rich <laughs> corporate puppet, dude. Fucking kill the establishment. Don't trust anyone over 30. Yeah. But I mean, really, what is it? It's one old white guy worth a billion dollars versus another old white guy worth like a couple hundred million. Like, I mean, come yeah, on. It's like, <laughs> come on. One is an old white guy that's pro cop. The other is an old white guy that has a cop running with him. I mean, Come on, and we're at each other's fucking throats. Mm. <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. I can't it's, even like. It's, it's hard to even talk about it a little bit because it's just sort of like, especially if you're both on the same level, you're really just like talking at each other because it's like, yeah, I'm this, I'm in the same position. I get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just yeah, you're jerking each other off. Yeah, you're either at, you either both have the same beliefs, and then you're like, you're right. No, you're right. We're awesome. You're righter than me. Dude, you're right. That's what I think. Or you disagree the slightest, and you're like, fuck that moron. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I haven't been in a like, political debate no, in a while. You got to just walk away from it all, dude. You got to just... It's hell. It's just insanity. Do you think is now the time that the UFOs come? <laughs> dude, so, like, what was it, like, four or five months ago when the when the Navy or whatever, they finally released, released his documents? Yeah. Like, 
We don't know what that thing was. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it was a UFO. I mean, it was a UFO, unidentified flying object. Yeah. And then when that came out, and then that, that um, I believe it was a NASA paper that was like, parallel universes exist, or it was like, um, the way that, I can't remember. You remember that document I'm talking about? The New York Times? I remember the New York Times article saying they recovered, they were, this was different than the Navy thing with Fravor. Yeah. The New York Times article that came out that said, the U.S. government has recovered craft not of this world, <laughs> and it, that was like May, and it just, it just kind of just, skated by, and I was like, yeah. "What the fuck was that?" Well, there was another one that skated by that it was a NASA paper, and it was like this this guy, and he basically had proven either parallel universes or that um, the way that we perceive reality is like. Oh, man, I can't remember what it was, but it was like the same thing. It was like UFOs, and then it was like we're all just living in a plane of existence that's not physical. It's, you know, and it was like, what the hell is going I, on, bro? Yeah, so here's the real truth behind the viral, quote, NASA finds parallel universe. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd have to read through this whole thing, and I'm not going to do that while we're going. Yeah, I need a third person with a computer. I know. I need a young Jamie so badly, dude. Yeah, I, need, I need a fucking young Jamie. Because I can't, my brain shuts off if I try to multitask. It's it's hard if you, like, it's almost there, but you can't, and you just need someone to Google it. The yeah. Keyword. The simplest shit becomes so difficult, like, while I'm doing an episode. Like, mm -hmm. texting someone or just turning so I'll find my brain goes down to, like, 4% capacity. I won't just silence my phone. If, it is, if, like, my phone's making noise, I won't just be like, oh, sorry, but, you know, doing a pot. I'll be like, I'll turn it off and, like, throw it across the room. And I'm like, dude, just put it on airplane mode. Just swipe up. But it, I, I, I freak out. Um, like it's, it's not yeah, just, yeah. And, yeah, if, if you can't tell, this is how this is how my podcast goes. We come on, we're like, we're going to talk about Magic the Gathering, and then now we're just balls deep in ufos but that's how it goes and that's how i like it so i mean if, if we only talk about magic it'd be like a 30 30 minute commercial i mean commercial commercial sponsored by magic. yeah no dude it's 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 whatever you want yeah it's mm -hmm. is it i feel again maybe i'm being optimistic but i i'm gonna take a page out of elon's book and it's better to be optimistic and wrong than be pessimistic and right because if you're pessimistic and right what what is that? Hooray! I knew the world sucked. Ha! I got you. Told you that life was meaningless. Why do you, you know, why do you... I knew she was cheating on me. I'm right. It's like, what? And then the realism sets in, you're like... Oh, shit, she was. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. So it's, I'd rather be optimistic and wrong, because then it's just like, yeah. oh, you know, it's... So I like to think that there's something kind of like... You're, you know what the uncanny valley? No, that's a terrible analogy. Never mind. Okay. Maybe. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Let's try to bend it. You know what the uncanny valley is, right? No. Uncanny valley is that the more realistic um, we get at, I guess, creating like faces in video games or just di digital simulations, mm -hmm. the closer, the more realistic the faces get and the more realistic we get at like facial expressions, eyes, dilation, mm -hmm. you know, muscles around your face, smiles, teeth, yeah. tongue movement. The closer we get, so it's like the ability to trick the human brain is on like the y-axis, and like the realism mm -hmm. of the face is on the x-axis. It's going up and up and up and up, right? The better it gets, the you know Mario on N sixty four versus like Grand Theft Auto five on a four K TV yeah. it gets better. But then it's called the Uncanny Valley, where you get really close, and then it plummets. Mm -hmm. 
and you can experience you can just look it up on youtube uncanny valley you'll be able to you don't even need to read about it you can just watch an example and you'll know because you'll watch it and you'll go something is unsettling it like it makes yeah. it makes your skin crawl you're like what is that face i do think i know what you're talking about just because i've experienced that where they were like they remember when they generated what like what a real human being would look like only using cgi or at least yeah. computer is or like a database of people's faces and you're like that's not a person you know yeah. you're like that's not what a person looks yeah like. there's something you can't put your finger on it yeah but it was i mean it, it was a what as close as we can make a human look like that doesn't exist yeah but you look at it and something's right, like man. something in your body is just there's some primitive thing that's yeah. like kill it yeah. like that's an invader kill it now <laughs> it's just like kill it that's not one of you have you seen have you seen westworld no i know i need to my older Ugh. brother my older brother keeps trying to get me into it but uh I'm too fucking ADD, man. I can barely hold down a podcast and going to work. Are you not a big? Are you not a big uh, TV show like? No, but that's the thing is like when I do sit down and watch, I like I I get I'll go like I watched um, mm -hmm. Man of the High Castle in like July. And I just read that book actually. Fucking, I need to read the book. I was so into it, mm -hmm. and like so I know if I watch something like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, I know I would love it. It's so funny you read the book because it's like right up your alley. Like, I know, I know, I know. Wins World War Two. I know, you know, I know, I know, I know. I need to. It's the thing is, is that when I start to like touch any of that stuff, I get sucked in. So much. Yeah. So I think it's that like I try to stay at a distance. Like, so what was your analogy with Uncanny Valley, though? Oh yeah. Um, Damn, we're so. Maybe we're getting closer to. Maybe we're getting closer to it, and really got to stretch for this one. So, okay. put on. Put on, put on your moron hats. Maybe no. Put on your, put on your, your multiple dimension. We're going into the spirit world. Open your mind. Mm -hmm. Maybe as we get closer to utopia, right? The uh, you know that sort of spiritual idea mm -hmm. of like trans. The, yeah, when the the whole world there's like a new age idea of like the world's going through a shift and right. We're gonna transcend, yeah. jump to the next level, right? Maybe as we get closer to it. It, it seems like things are getting better for two thousand years, right? Running, mm -hmm. running water, flight, television, antibiotics, contraceptives, chemotherapy, hybrid cars, four G, five G, video games, Snapchat. Right? It's getting we get better and better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And then as we get really close to utopia, there's an uncanny Just... valley where we say fuck all this. Mm -hmm. and maybe that's where we are right now. We're like, fuck the president. We're like, go out and riot, kill everyone, mm -hmm. bomb China, f COVID. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, we got to ban TikTok. Is there's just, we get closer and we're like, kill everything. How dare people make videos that make me laugh? I know, right? Maybe there's some weird, we're getting close to utopia and part of us is just screaming because we've been trying to get to it since the pyramids and the wheel. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting close to it and we're freaking out. I'm on board with that because, I mean, think about every major war, and I'm not just saying, like, in modern times, like, um, you know, like, feudal Japan, and then you got the Crusades, and then you got everything before that, and it's just, like, things were in a linear, progressive state of, like, technology, and then it was just, like, kill everyone. <laughs> Murder everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's this as a collective. We don't like that collective. Murder, murder, murder. Destroy you know? all. Yeah, it's it is. For I what? Think, yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, for what? <laughs> what is? 
what it maybe we know deep down inside that whether or not we want to admit it we're happiest when we're struggling you know when you put your mm -hmm. mind on a distant goal and you like just want to work towards it a video game yeah. you know the grind it's whatever it is i've always enjoyed the grind more than actually like succeeding the thing the thing, the thing is never great the thing is like never when i bought great. my first car it was like all i could think about and i was saving the money and my credit score was skyrocketing and i was like looking up mods to do to it and then i got it and i had it for a year and i sold it and i was like mm -hmm. i'm over this thing, yeah i'm man. finished <laughs> yeah i'm finished right? it was cool and i was like eh. that's how i felt when i got into med school man i yeah. was like what do I do now? I was like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't actually want to go. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't want to do it. Like it's right. Mm -hmm. It's maybe that's it. Maybe as maybe in our subconscious, we're like, we're getting close to this utopian ideal. We could have robots running on solar power, producing everything using nanotechnology. Mm -hmm. We can link into the hive mind. So we're getting to a point where we can just jump into bliss and just orgasmic bliss. No one ever dies. There's no pain maybe deep down we know that we love struggle and so we'll kick it point down the though road. that you brought up like as we get closer to utopia with like all this modern medicine and like you know ease of life now yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like it sh life should be pretty rad right now <laughs> like, it should be amazing it should be pretty good but it seems like people with semi-different views on the world are just like <laughs> strife just <laughs> it's Corporate. Yeah, <laughs> corporate, corporate stooge. But I mean, I mean, think about it. I have bad eyesight. I should be getting eaten by a tiger, but instead I just, all right, glasses. Or if I had some money, yeah. I can go get a laser shot into them, and they're better, right? Fucking, <laughs> I mean, computer. Five thousand dollar laser yeah. shot. I mean, just computer in my pocket, and I'm on a computer right now, talking to you. I was work. watching. I was watching this Joe Rogan podcast, and he was like, they were talking about like when do they think they're going to implant phones and bec will become a um. Not Android. cyborgs, but uh, yeah. Android, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the right term? And, and then uh, whoever you had on, he was like, dude, we already are, man. This is an extension of yourself. You always have it. You, we already are. That, yeah, that was that was Elon Musk. That was the first time he was on. It was, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it was like, it's crippling if you don't have this. Like, and, and what can you do with it? You don't need to remember your phone numbers. You can just pull it up. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to look at something and go, okay, try to remember what it looked like. I just ching, and there's like a 10 mm -hmm. megapixel picture. I mean, yeah, like we had Jamie, we we could have talked about that one thing and had that going. But yeah, even that is like a form of cyborg. You could have this thing going in the in the background, right? It's mm -hmm. it is calculators. You can get onto the internet. You can spread information. I mean, we are. I just got one of those uh, Google Homes, and it's it's oh, yeah? been Because I'll be like, I wonder what the weather is, and I just say it out loud, and they cyborg tells me. <laughs> yeah, my parents have an Alexa, and it's always weird. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's. Alexa, man. Scared. but it it's it's what do you think united states of amazon united states of amazon probably do you think do you think bezos is going to be the first trillionaire a hundred percent hundred percent has to be because he broke 200 billion a couple weeks ago and is the first man in modern time to do that that whole thing that whole thing where he wants to make the entire company um all electric with like the wind farms and the every single car delivery truck is electric that's cars awesome. and that's cool i think it's rad and i think it's definitely going to revolutionize the way people Everything. do things and i think he's going to be able to monetize that to such a high degree that it, i mean just, just right. a game over well he wants to yeah. and he wants to go into space you know he's the lesser known mm -hmm. sort of a, there's a great book called space barons but what he wants to do is he wants to go and mine asteroids. I mean, because there are chunks mm -hmm. of gold the size of, you know, Maryland floating around. 
you can just go find it and it's not even for the to crash the market i mean we use it when creating electronics we use rare earth metals yeah you need it as like conductors and stuff yeah right? i mean the reason they're called rare earth metals because there's not a lot of yeah. them and 90 percent of the world's trade goes through china so you can circumvent that but i think he will be it's mm-hmm. i didn't know did you know adjusted for inflation john rockefeller was actually worth 400 billion and oh really and at Car- one point yeah and carnegie was i think 300 billion Damn. Which is insane. I mean, at that point, like, that amount of money, like, what do you even do with They're it? They're addicted to the grind. It's the same It's the same thing. They're That's addicted to the grind, dude. Why they do never they... do anything. With That's it. why Elon Musk, because he did the grind, he made money, and then he was like, let's make a new grind for myself, but that is, like, the, beneficial. The ultimate grind. It's the ultimate like, grind. Like, when I was listening to his podcast, he was talking about digging holes in L.A. to yeah. make it better. Yeah. It's crazy. I think, <laughs> but I think that's what you have to do to stay sane. I think yeah. you have to choose a grind. That is, you can't choose an impossible grind because then deep down inside, you know, it's impossible. So you want, if he was like, I want to get us to a different galaxy, mm. that's just, that's not in our lifetime. That's just, You're like, uh, uh, but I don't think even he could delude himself. But yeah. going to Mars, like we have rovers there. Like we have got there. Yeah. I think that's enough of a, where he's like, I'll probably not get there, but what if? And I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady going back for another Super Bowl win. Likely? No. Well, I'd actually, I don't know shit about football. I don't know. Maybe. But. I don't know. I only know. I don't know that much. But it's a non-zero chance, right? It's a non-zero yeah. chance. He can. I want him to get back just so he'll have 10 appearances. Mm-hmm. He'll have 10 appearances. That I don't think that will be beaten. It's. I don't, Force, I got to pee. Fill the gap. Unless you got to pee. Oh, man. Do you got to go? So disappointing. I'll go. Yeah, if you don't, I mean, I normally tell people just to fill the gap so there's no dead air. You can do whatever the fuck you want, Forrest. Welcome to the Forrest Show. Better pee quick. All right. How should we get back on track to magic talk? Hmm. I got it. You start talking about it. That's it? Okay. Let's start talking about it. Mm. Tommy's a good guy. I like Tommy. Smart guy. Pees a little too much, but he's a good guy overall. about aliens 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 <laughs> so I just checked E-Trade and the market is fucking tanking so much for battery, battery day dude battery day yesterday is supposed to be the big day where Tesla announces these new whatever batteries and it fucking the market's uh, tanking it's goddamn market's tank. tanking yeah it's I mean relatively not that I bought some stocks two weeks ago, and now I know everything about the stock market. So let me tell you, right? It's but that was like me with Magic when I first yeah, bought it. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck! I had like five hundred dollars in cards, and I was like, they would go, you know, like one card would lose three dollars, and I'd be like, sell, sell, sell. sell. <laughs> it's just, it's just sell. Yeah, I put in, I put in, because I got my stimulus check like a month ago. That's so weird, dude. I got mine like instantly, bro. I think I got it later than everyone else in the United States. But I invested that, and so yeah, when it's so it's like twelve hundred, like mm-hmm. one day like Tesla goes up a bit, 
then it's and the value's at like right 1350 and i'll be like fucking yeah. rolling in it i've made it it's the end i can quit my job i'm now a billionaire and then <laughs> like today it's down it's like down to 900 and i'm like it's fucking it's mm-hmm. done i gotta sell it all I'll probably gotta start you know singing crack it's the only way i'm gonna pay the bill right <laughs> it's so lexi told me something is interesting that would like definitely bothered the crap out of me apparently because like her father has been married a couple times i think it was like his first wife or second wife he had like two thousand shares in um apple oh and he sold it to buy either like his first or second wife's wedding ring <laughs> Don't, Ooh, why would right? you use shares to buy that dude i don't know man Just time's use... different bro Maybe it was symbolic or, oh, uh, oh. Right. And then they just got the, like, they're they just, Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah, and those shares are probably, who knows? I hope I never have anything like that happen to me. Yeah, man. I think I think you got to go prenup, prenup, prenup. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you have to. Mm-hmm. It just, and it's easy because I don't have a girlfriend, so I can't, you know, and I'm not married, never have been. I don't have kids. So mm-hmm. I'm obviously speaking from, like, an armchair expert. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. If you, if you had kids, I can see where like you you need to guarantee the other person because you know mm-hmm. what if what if the guy's working nonstop for twenty years and the mom who could have been working that whole time is staying home and raising the children and I'm sure someone's gonna say I'm a Nazi for assuming that that's the role, right? There's no such thing as gender roles. Okay, well sorry. Let's take <laughs> my example. My father, the breadwinner. My mom, who was a nurse, but then mm-hmm. we'll put it all on pause to raise four children. Is a wonderful mother. Shout out, mom. I love you is shout out all moms shout out all moms (laughs) um hashtag moms hashtag mom strong hashtag blessed but it's (laughs) is but right so but that's a real case right so my she Mm -hmm. could have been a nurse for all those years or anyone could have been a lawyer could have been a doctor whatever but Mm -hmm. chose to raise the kids and then they get separated for whatever reason for whatever reason yeah you i mean you gotta right that's for one, you gotta make sure that, like the mother of your children is is okay, mm-hmm. but uh, but not even that. Even just from like a fair standpoint, right? Because yeah. now the dad has like several tra- children that are raised to like competent adults. Yeah. And now what? Just boots mom out, and it's like, well, you gotta fucking reimburse, right? I get that. <laughs> yeah. I get that. But for like, I don't want kids. I don't really see any reason mm-hmm. why like I gotta cut down the center. So for me. Like, Lexi wants a prenup. Like, if we were to ever get married, like, she wants a prenup. I would probably want one as well. And it's not only because of, like, my assets or her assets, but also, like, you know, both of our parents are, um, you know, like, I'm, we're both pretty privileged, you know? Sure. And yeah. So her mom has lots of assets, and so does my mom. You know, we're going down to Tennessee to go to my mom's, like, third home or something. Yeah. And so like, we're going to get our parents' assets. Yeah. And, like, what if we get divorced when we're 60? And it's like, why, why do you get yeah on paper yeah you know we're married and it's like well, who gets that house or this house and that house yeah it's so in, the, in a way i mean it do, it does make sense yeah i think not getting one is just you just setting yourself up for like yeah. potential catastrophic failure yeah and I, <laughs> I also get the argument for like well you know by not getting one that's like an action speak louder than words right you're showing your commitment mm-hmm. but to me i look at it as like why does it matter like if because if you're planning on being with someone forever then why would it matter if you don't if you don't have a prenup because if you're with me forever then you get to enjoy all of this stuff forever anyway 
right? You can argue. Everyone says that too. Like that, that is getting married and, and the whole, and it's like, well, then why is the divorce rate 60%? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's hairy. It's yeah. I mean, I I think at the base monogamy is just not our human nature. There's a reason it only takes nine months to grow a child. You know, if you were meant to only have one, it would take like 30 years. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) It's, and it seems like that's how long like puppy love lasts. Right. Doesn't it seem like, that's 18 years right that's like an evolutionary way for years. the husband to stay around for nine months just to be a yeah. right infatuation and what is it really it's biology mm-hmm. making you obsessed with this girl so you're around her in reality you're protecting her mm-hmm. because your offspring is growing in her in her uh what so the only thing that i don't want to happen with a utopia is i don't want it to be like the giver where the, we're yeah. all like inept because we take a pill every day and we all just you know like that's the one thing but in a way because of biology it seems like most of our everyday modern life problems is because of like an evolutionary need or biology you know like cheating and greed and envy yeah is the real way to go in and just turn off that desire i don't want that though i don't want that's what makes life fun Right. Well, I guess if you were born and you didn't know, and it was just you never reality, knew. what if what if we were even crazier? What if we are doing that? You know, like what if we, you know, like think about medieval times. What like if we've already turned off some stuff. What if that's how we are naturally, and we're all just like this because of the you were just, whatever in the atmosphere? Right? Just, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, dude! That'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, because what is because when because when we're just like you know, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. Well, even happiness is still like. You know, I just want it to taste good. Well, what does taste good? It has fat and sugar. Well, why is that? Because yeah. our body needs energy, right? It's Why mm-hmm. don't we just want to rest and relax? Because our body is just saying, like, save the calories because you don't know when you're going to have to outrun a tiger and go not eat for a week. Yeah. So even our concepts of, like, happiness and fulfillment are still just genetic codes, still just neurochemical yeah. signatures. It's Yeah, I wonder what humans in 30,000 years are going to be like. Will they even be human? Will it be homo <sighs> sapien? that's the debate right that it'll be like homer homo like i don't know it'll be something technology or science yeah we'll be we'll be a new organism like almost oh yeah 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 yeah. so so on the on the note of just the economy seemingly collapsing Mm -hmm. how would uh how would a dipshit like me get into trading magic cards would you be like a financial advisor but i just give you some money I don't know if that is a thing currently, but I was watching, I like, today I was like, well, I kind of need to refresh on like the whole history of magic and everything if I'm going to talk about it, just because yeah. you just kind of got to do that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I just, I forgot all the things. It was, I forgot that. So like, you know, it was uh, Dr. Richard Garfield made the game. He went to University of Pennsylvania or whatever. And it was like the early 90s. And he was just like a strategist and he was just like, he had made other games before that too. And that was just kind of like his thing. And he was super into Dungeons and Dragons as well. And so he just came up with this game and it had like all these cards and he had all his friends in college, like play test it. And they'd be like, Hey, this card sucks. Don't do that. So he just, and finally when the carding was done, you know, they went through the whole thing with like different names all the play tests and then it finally came out and it was at like Gen Con in 1993 and he brought like 2.5 million cards right and that was limited edition alpha that's what we call it today okay. sold out immediately that day 
all 2.5 million cards, right? There was no nothing other because it was the 90s, like all magazines and like that nerd kingdom hype on the on the game. And uh, so then later that year, they did limited edition beta, and it was like seven and a half million cards sold out immediately, right? So then they were like the same year, like literally the game's doing so well. They did unlimited, which was like triple that. It was like 30 million cards, right? And within that, there's uh, there was like, you know, alpha only had 1100 rares and then beta had like 3000 or something. So today they're just looked at as collectors as like, there's such a limited amount of the good cards. And that's kind of what determines the value of the card really is supply and demand you know, okay. it's just a small amount of it. But <clears throat> like you were saying about something being like a financial advisor and invest into it. I mean, me personally, I probably have spent, I mean, what's an average college course? Was it like 12 hours? 12 credit what's hours? The, or, yeah. Or, oh, per like course? Average, yeah. I think it's like a, I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. And I don't know either, but I have oh, spent thousands and hundreds and hundreds of hours just like researching. Oh, 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 time put into it. I thought you were saying cost of money. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, no. yeah, no. I mean, yeah, hundreds of hours. Yeah, for a class to ace, ace like an organic chemistry class in college. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be, I mean, four or five hours a day nonstop for six months. So you're looking at what? Yeah. 180, you know, maybe 2,000 hours to ace a, ace a class like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, easily, you know, comparable to like a college course, like upper level college course, and just like hundreds of hours put into it. Because I kind of started with like a almost zero knowledge base yeah. entirely. Like I kind of got into it when I was ten, mm-hmm. um, just because I was a, I was a kid. I was always into like high fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings, elves, dragons, sure, all sure. that stuff, and all of those elements essentially, and. Just so, you, just so you know, when I sit back, it's so I don't end up breathing into the microphone. It's because I'm listening. Some people, <laughs> some people are like, "You look like you stopped giving a shit." No, when I sit back, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. stop trying to interrupt. Like I'm doing right yeah. now, interrupting you. So I'm sitting because now I'm, now I'm taking, I'm taking the student role. All right. Oh, good. So sorry. Keep going. So yeah, I got into it because I, I, you know, I was like, I would go to Barnes and Noble and I'd be like, "Mom, can you buy me a pack of that?" And I would open it and I'd be like. Okay, I don't even know why I got that. I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm 10. <laughs> it was a game made for 20-year-olds in yeah. the 90s. I was like, you know, so fast forward I'm, as an adult, and I was actually dating this girl uh, like a year ago, and she had always been into it. She played. She was like super nerdy. And so, like, I started going to Phoenix Rising, which is like the local game store, Um and it is exactly what you imagine. I'm talking neckbeard guys that, that, I mean, there's a sign that says, please, if you come here, take a shower. <laughs> because they just show up and they're just like, you know, they're super nerdy, like hit people that live in their mom's basement yeah. and they just come there and play magic every single day of their lives. Well, so I'm above my, you know? my parents' garage, so I'm, I'm not, I can't, I can't harp on them. It's different. You wouldn't mess. I'm talking about guys that were just like, you know, you think of a cliche. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. And so like I'd go there and they would just be all trading and playing. And at first I was like super overwhelmed and I'm a relatively confident person. And I was just like, I was like, maybe you think I could go play with those guys? You know, (laughs) dude, it was intimidating to be honest. And like, 
So I kind of got re back into it and just started buying like modern magic and like saw that there was value. And then I was slowly being like, as I was like looking at the value of the cards I just got, I was like, oh my gosh, like there's cards that are, you know, like the Black Lotus, which is the most expensive card in magic. And I was like, you know, the last time the highest graded alpha Black Lotus traded was like almost half a million dollars. And I was like, what the? I was like, what? What is this? What is it? Is it valuable in the game or is it just the collector status of it? So essentially, where we are now is that card has breached into a realm of like, you know, that one stamp where it's like inverted Jennies or something. It was like a million dollar stamp. Like, you know? like a rare coin or something where it's like, yeah, it's just, on it's both in sides. That, that, yeah, it's in the realm of like a signed baseball by like Sammy Sosa or like, you know, Babe Ruth. The ball that Mark McGuire hit to beat the home okay, runs, okay. you know, right. kind of like that. It's where going it's, into like legendary realm. Yeah. So there is actually, in fact, that's why I kind of brought up the print runs of like Alpha, Beta, and Unlimited is because in Alpha, there was only 2.5 million cards and Black Lotus is a rare and there was only ever 1,100 of each rare printed. So from there, we can kind of determine that, you know, what if I had gotten one of those and I, I would have just sold it or from, you know, like my mom would have given it away. And so a lot of them are destroyed or just missing. So there's about 500 left people say, and of that, there's probably only about a hundred gradable copies. And of that a hundred gradable copies, there's actually only one alpha black Lotus graded a 10. And that was the one I sold. So then it's like, there's collectors that are like, all right, I'm Jeff Bezos. I just started collecting stuff randomly or Elon Musk or whoever it may be. Um, and they're like, oh, well, there's only one. That seems like a good thing to invest in, you know, because that will always have value and it will continue every single year being the only one of something so coveted. So but it really, the game really has reached just a new level of collecting that like this guy, Alpha Investments. Yeah, yeah. Bought a shirt. His, his name is Rudy. I watch him every single day. And he essentially, he went to, he went to college. He was a stockbroker on Wall Street, like full blown. 2008 hit, obviously, he lost his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the recession. And so he just like re-found his love for magic and was like, holy crap, there's a full blown realm and like market and everything that's so similar to stocks that to, to him it just made sense. And now he, I mean, he's like the most successful, like high level multimillionaire with probably like tens of millions of dollars of product that he's just saving for a rainy day, Jesus you know, Christ. investing in. I mean, it's just crazy, dude. Jesus. Now, how many are, you said magic, I remember you said the other day, right? They're still mm -hmm. coming out, right? There's still new cards, they're still. Yeah, they actually just came out with a new set the other day. Um, I, I don't, I don't even bother. It's not even honest. worth touching because it's so new and abundant. So what happened was like Dr. Rich Garfield made the game and it was his for a while. I mean, it set up the foundation for like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm -hmm. It was the first collectible trade card game that ever existed. So, and it was funny because as I was watching this one video, refreshing my memory, it was like they were bringing up all the other card games that had come out and it seemed like anything that was a successful franchise at one point had a trading card game. Yeah. Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, I'm talking everything. Yeah. So it laid the foundation for that. So he had it for about 10 years and then he inevitably sold it to Wizards of the Coast. 
and they had um, Dungeons and Dragons. And so from there, they had it for a while, and they just recently sold to Hasbro, oh, which is, you know. Yeah. So now Hasbro owns it, and the whole dynamic has changed a lot. And the game is still fun, but for me, like as someone who's sort of in it for the collectability and for me, it's a little bit, a little bit nostalgic sure. and it's just nice to have something that not everybody has, sure. you know, yeah. that has intrinsical value. Like, I mean, it's cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. This has no more value than this other piece of cardboard that is worth a penny. Yeah. One is worth $700. You know what, what I mean? Like, Which one is that? Show me that. Tropical Island. Hold on. I'm trying to, because I got my image and I keep blocking you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So explain that to me. Castle so this is kind of like the blue chip stocks of magic it's called a dual land so like when you play magic like i explained the other day the way you play is you have to have a mana base to play the cards so for instance like fast bond right here okay i don't know if you can see it but up yeah. here it has the little green symbol yeah so you need one green mana to be able to play this card so the reason these dual lands are so good is because they were only they were last printed in 1994 and they're the only land they're the strongest lands in the game where basically i can use this card to play either blue or green okay my discretion so so all the other cards it's like you can use two mana but it's like oh it does two damage to you or it comes into play and you can't use it right away to wait a turn so these are like the strongest lands in the game so they're always they're always sought after um, but this is like, remember how I said limited edition alpha, limited mm-hmm. edition beta and unlimited all came out in one year cause they were being, it was so successful. So unlimited is the last time that they printed the power nine, right? So the power nine is the nine strongest cards in the game, which is black Lotus. Like I mentioned, okay. ancestral recall time walk. And then there's five mox jets or mox um boxes it's like emerald ruby sapphire pearl and jet so that's eight time twister so it's nine just nine strongest cards in the game they were only ever printed in alpha beta unlimited okay so they're sort of like the most coveted strongest cards in the entire game okay can can you give me like a like a, a quick walkthrough? Because whoever's listening to this that does know magic is I don't want mm-hmm. them to, to beat their head on the ground. Can you give me a quick like <laughs> can you give me a quick walkthrough? Because you started the other day and I cut you off at work and I was like, fuck off, we're doing an episode. I know, it's so funny because I was like trying to bring it up, you're like, no, <laughs> and then I have you on and I fucking throw UFOs down your throat for an hour. That's just I'm 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 an asshole, I'm an idiot. But yeah, Whatever. you're you're explaining you're explaining that you can have like your own setup, so it's obviously not like yeah. Texas Hold'em where you go in and you can't go in and be like, oh, I got my royal flush with me, right? Yeah, you can't go in and you're like, oh, I'm just a millionaire and I have every best card. Yeah, you can't do that. But I you play them all. But uh, yeah, give me a quick run through on just like, like what like magic, like how to play it, just quick, just so I can. So have, essentially, like, a you know, there's a lot of different formats, but if you were just to play like standard, essentially you would just be using like the the sets of magic that are in standard rotation right now right so that every year sets rotate out because they make new sets right so you would have to you would only be able to use those cards from that certain set you know it's usually about five or six um in standard you'd make the best deck you possibly could um generally it's about 60 cards you have like 40 cards and 20 lands um on average you know i'm not a professional magic card player obviously 
But then, I mean, all you need is another person to play with. And then the reason it's so popular and has gone and done so well is like, just like you mentioned with Texas Hold'em, there is chance. I mean, what if you don't draw the perfect set of cards in certain order that you need and you get beat by other guys? So it's it makes it really interesting to watch. Like, you know, there's pretty big, pre-COVID, there's pretty big, um, like, circuits. The best part is, like, you don't have to, like, be anybody special. You just have to show up to these tournaments and just win. Yeah. And you win, then you get on tour, and then you go through play the professional tour, and then you just... I mean, there's guys that it's like their first time on tour and they win and then it's like oh you're like the best magic card player in the world <laughs> what what is like the basic what is like the basic outline of the game like you started saying it the other day like, yeah so like essentially you have when you start you know you draw seven cards you just, everybody draws seven cards you can play one land each turn right so if like i had seven cards right here and you know my first turn i'm gonna play the dual land obviously so then, you know, I can actually, this is one of the best cards, so I could actually tap it for green, play fast bond, which make, lets me put as many lands into play as I want each turn, which is strong. Okay. You know, I have like four lands in my hand, I'm like, boom, 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 now I have five mana, and I'm like, that's a good combo. But it does one damage to you for every land beyond the first that you play in a single turn. So like, it does have a negative drawback. So essentially, it's just a turn-based strategy game and the way to win is you each start off with 20 life. So like how it said, it does one damage to me. Like what if I played five lands and I only have 15 life? And essentially first person to zero loses, okay. right? So, I mean, the, the basis of it is simple. However, like each card has different, sometimes relatively complicated things that it does. And they just, you know, then you just, that's when it turns into strategy and you have to be like, okay, like all my cards do this thing and I need this one and this one and this one and I can do combos and it's just, I mean, it starts, yeah. it, it's pretty in-depth, man. It gets yeah. pretty, pretty hardcore. It starts, yeah, turning into this multifaceted, yeah, yeah, kind of. It really is at a core, it's a strategy game, 100%. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah, it's, it's, and now is there any just like, like decapitation move like uh like a blitz creek is there any like you know like going in for that knockout in the first four seconds is there any way of that yeah so like that's where black lotus comes in because okay. basically what that card does is it lets you play it for free it doesn't cost any mana and you sacrifice it to get three mana so then you can you, you, it's basically three Win -win. free mana which is unheard of in the game because that's essentially if you were to use that in terms of playing lands like a normal game it's three turns yeah just fast forward three turns basically and then there are a lot of cards that are like they cost a lot of mana but they do a lot of damage and you could essentially there's a lot of combos that let you first turn win with black lotus <laughs> that's why it's banned in every format <laughs> wait it's banned yeah you can't you can't play with it oh i didn't know that it's too good wait, it's the best card they had to take it away they just took it off yeah so that kind of leads me into the reason there is such collectability and such a strong market for what I invest in. I mostly invest in what we call the reserve list, which was a promise all of a sudden because, you know, they were being so successful and they even tried to saturate the market with these really strong cards by doing multiple print runs and it just didn't work. The game was so successful. So in efforts to sort of combat because um, they actually they, they messed up. They printed this thing 
after their first expansion set called Arabian Nights, they printed something called Chronicles and it didn't introduce any new cards at all. So they just printed cards randomly from like the first four editions of the game and the first couple expansion sets and they printed it into oblivion. Like in their head, they were just printing money, you know, they didn't even care. And so a lot of people were like, are they just going to do that with every single card? Like what, you know? So people were like, they had a bad taste in their mouth after they printed Chronicles. Cause like I have a ton of Chronicles up in my closet. I could burn it. Just I could use it for freaking, yeah. It's if, it doesn't matter at all. Throw it in the fireplace, yeah. you know, no value. There's millions of copies out there of it. So then they came out with what they call it the reserve list, which was essentially just a promise printed in a magazine that said, we are going to select a number of cards and we won't reprint them ever again. So obviously Black Lotus was on there. Um, a lot of the really strong cards from Alpha Beta Unlimited were on there. Like for instance, um, most of the cards that I invest in are on the reserve list. So like Wheel of Fortune is on there. Okay. Be cool. So they only printed this four times ever. And so this is like a 400 something dollar card. But if I had it in beta, it would be like 1200. If I had it in alpha, it'd be like $3,000. Just because of there's less and less of them. It's the same card, but that's when you get into that realm of collectability because as opposed to playability. Yeah, right. Exactly. Doesn't so, make it any better if it's alpha for playing. So reserve list, you know, the funny thing about it is pretty much every single person at Wizards of the Coast and ha or Hasbro, whatever you want to call it now, the guy who came up with the idea, he was quoted saying, if you could go back in time and not do it, would you do it? And he said, in a heartbeat, right? Because in their mind, they're a company and imagine how much money they would make if they reprinted Black Lotus. Yeah, yeah. In a special set that they could sell for a premium with the, ch with the hopes of, you might get a Black Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> But that's, I feel like that would ruin, yeah, that would ruin so much authenticity, right? Yeah. It's, so there, there was just a video by one of the most, um, notorious guys in magic. Um, his channel is called Tolarian Academy. And he essentially went into why the reserve list is bad, why removing it wouldn't take away from the value of certain cards, right? Like the Alpha Black Lotus or whatever it may be. And to use some good examples, I actually have an example here just because I thought about it. Um, so like the Sheevan Dragon from okay. Unlimited. Okay. Right? Great card, iconic. They reprinted almost every single year. This is not on the reserve list at all. They reprinted almost every year. They gave it away for free one year in a welcome deck. Like if you just started playing Magic, it was in there. It's like Sheevan Dragon. Different art, different art. But that version of it is like $175. And the alpha version of it's like $3,000, but it's not on the reserve list. So he just used all of these examples. Um, and in a lot of ways it would be good to remove it just because then they could reprint cards and it would, you know, they want to, at the end of the day, they want to up their player base and they want to up sales. Yeah. Yeah. It's company. yeah. So it would do that, but in a lot of ways, um, we all just re uh, refer to it. It was like a promissory estoppel, where it's like it wasn't a legal contract, but it was a company making a promise, and they would definitely get sued by people. Yeah, because essentially, 
a lot of people say, all right, so if they reprint, you know, whatever, like the dual lands, and at the time my card was worth $600, $700, they reprint it and now it's only worth 200 bucks. Essentially, I could get $500 from them. Yeah. Lost value. But do you think you'd be able to in like court? I think it would take a long time, but there's, I mean, just thinking of this guy, Rudy, I mean, his only investments are in reserve list cards and the amount of money he would probably lose is like, can't imagine. But do they have a legal, do they have a legal obligation to, you know, or is that just on Rudy? Like, should you should have invested in gold as well? Like, is that on him, right? (laughs) Sorry, bro. (laughs) If I invest in all Coca-Cola or Amazon and then Bezos shuts it down and gets accused of i don't even want to make false accusations against him he's too rich um but you know whatever right just false (laughs) shit and let's just say amazon tanks if i Mm -hmm. come out and say well you know i only had amazon investments 99.999 percent of people are gonna go sucks to suck right yeah so i think that's a little bit different just because of remember that term promissory estoppel i said is like it wasn't a full-blown legal contract saying that they weren't gonna reprint cards but in it would hold up in court. You think so? You, that they're going to be like that holds up in court. I don't know, man. That's that's. It's I, hard. To, it would. It would be hard to say. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't play like, magic, so I don't know why I'm making a defensive stand right now. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, because it, it's easy to wrap your head around if you're in the markets at all. If you're in the stock market, or if you do trade, if you do e-commerce, anything like that, it's super easy to wrap your head around. I mean, they have intrinsical value based on the market and the game. And it, it fluctuates. Yeah. And it's hard to tell what it does, but it's easy to read that it does fluctuate. So, like you said, you don't want to make any false accusations, but what if Jeff Bezos was like, he buys Coke, and he's like, I'm not going to get rid of Coke. And then he does. It's like, you know, people bought all these stocks. And okay. They're like, it's not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden it's gone, and they're like, okay yeah false advertising. <laughs> yeah, there might, yeah, there might be something like the FTC or something. It would be like, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it is. It's promissory estoppel. That's what it. That's what it is. I, okay, I could see that then. I could. That's see the that. legal term. Do you think? Have you ever? Have you ever heard of that ar- argument about like? Um, have you ever seen how like? I don't know which company it is, Ubisoft or EA. I don't know if EA. Mm-hmm. What whoever. One of those big ones, Activision. Probably. Yeah, it's um, but it's the downgrading of games. So they'll sh- they'll reveal you know like for instance the game I'm playing right now again it's a great game to I play games and listen to audiobooks so I, I love just having mm. long just long con just oh you know kind yeah. of collect free re- free uh, mm-hmm. sandbox games you gotta go collect all the whatevers to get the yeah. whatever it doesn't matter it's the grind right oh trust me I played World of Warcraft for like eight okay years. yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's something that I love to put on and that's how I listen to audiobooks um, mm-hmm. point being is they've I've seen videos on YouTube where we'll have um, you know, the game at whatever, um, whatever fucking gaming convention or commercial, mm-hmm. whatever, here it is. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll go back and do the actual E3. Game. Yeah, 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 there we go. I'm fucking having a stroke today. But then they'll go in and do the actual gameplay. Someone will do it. And it will be the mm-hmm. gameplay that they showed mm-hmm. advertising and then the gameplay in the actual thing. And it's clearly downgraded. And it's downgraded so that more, you know, so that it will look the same on 360 as it will as on Xbox One, right? Mm-hmm. But and it's also to, to broaden the market. They don't want to just show this awesome game to people with crazy gaming rigs, right? Because they want to get everyone like me. I'm, yeah. I'm a console plebeian, right? I don't, I don't have, a, mm. I don't have a, I don't have a game pleb. easy pleb. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a peasant. I'm a casual. But is that like, is that? It's kind of like someone said that there is an argument to say that that's false advertising. Like it, and it could, yeah. you know, because what if you, 
So what if you pre-order the game? So to bring it back to what you're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what if there are realistic market shifts? Like pre-order the game, okay, mm-hmm. I'm moving from PlayStation to Xbox because I want this game, I love it, 60 mm-hmm. FPS, 4K, ray tracing, then it comes out, and it's, it's okay. I can, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Now... Well, it's, it's weird with this, with this example, with Magic the Gathering and everything, because... <sighs> they aren't supposed to give a shit about the secondary market. Yeah. Come out with something. People play it and buy it. That's it. Yeah. But they do make pretty... It's it's very obvious they make decisions based on what the second market's going to do. So, like... How do you not? Part is skyrocketing price because it's so good, and they haven't reprinted it in, like, 15 years, and it's not on the reserve list or anything. They'll re... Like they've just gone through this whole thing in 2020 where they've reprinted all these cards that were reaching that like 80, 100, 150 dollar like range, and it's like, I mean, not everybody has. Like, there's some decks out there that are competitive that cost like seven, eight thousand dollars to yeah. build. Yeah, you have to have the physical card to play. If you want to go play in a tournament, you have to have a card, and it has to be legit. It can't be a fake card. That's the yeah. thing. So. There's these decks that, I mean, as the cards become harder and harder to find, they just, I mean, people can't play. The player base goes down, you know, which isn't good for them. So it's just weird because, you know, essentially they want to make money at the end of the day. They want to sell products. But in the end, if they upset the freaking, the world of, of us as like freaking, you know, wah, 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 yeah, 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 like, yeah. Nobody plays anymore. <laughs> that's, that's a weird yeah that's a weird that's a weird catch right because because it is your company you want more people to play so you're gonna print cards because you want to increase your base yeah but there's this thriving secondary market right so it's thriving it'd be like it'd be like if you made artificial diamonds for like cutting tools like industrial Mm -hmm. tools and then you found out that some people are somehow removing them and this is going into just bro science yeah, but if yeah. you could somehow melt them down and make big diamonds which you need the center of the earth to do that but let's just pretend yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just but you're building power tools mm-hmm. i mean how much of you is going to be like we just supply power tools to to workers and how much he's going to be like yo this 400 hundred dollar drill is selling for seventeen thousand on the on the trading market yeah yeah how, how do you not have just your human flaws mm-hmm. and not even flaws just basic you need money yeah. you get money to support your family and here you are looking at this going mm. so do you think there's like insider trading i don't think there's insider trading but to me it kind of reminds me of like i don't know if you've ever talked to anyone about like you know the guys that buy like rare shoes and they like yeah flip yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of the same thing, you know, like Adidas releases them or Nike releases them and they're like, hey, look, this is going to be limited and we might charge you a little bit on top of that because they probably had to pay yeah. for yeah. the, you know, let's say they put Post Malone or whoever on it, they kind of had to like pay him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a little bit higher retail, but then they go on the secondary market and they're like, you know, five. I, I actually, like, I got into it. I had three pairs of shoes. One of them was $1,600. <laughs> One of them was eight hundred dollars. Another one was like seven hundred. It was like three thousand dollars in shoes. Were these investments? In my closet, and I was like, "What am I doing?" Were these investments, or were you wearing them? 
So I wore one pair. Oh, I wore the God second damn it. pair. Like a fuck, like a baller, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. You gotta go out. Yeah, right? You gotta but go But I out. walked around, I was like, I know the 800 bucks, you know? But does anybody else? At the end of the day, I was kind of like, this is stupid. This isn't for me. And it was actually good I sold them because the one pair, the $15 pair, like the whole, the whole market of those shoes crashed pretty hard, dude. And so I would have lost a lot of money on that, but I don't know. You want to know the weirdest thing about magic to me? What? The way they sell their product. It makes no sense in a retail standpoint. So Papa Hasbro, as we call them, Papa Hasbro, <laughs> all right. they, you know, they rent or they, I don't know what they do, but they, all these printing companies, right? And these printing companies, they make the cards they, and they, they put in orders for like, let's say 3000 booster boxes, right? And it's X amount of dollars. So then Papa Hasbro now has all these cards and then they have to have middlemen distribution companies as like Maryland with alcohol distribution companies distribute them to retail stores. So it's the same thing. It's like really reg regulated and regimented. So like, as if you were to own a local game store, you would have to buy from a middleman distribution company. You can't, you don't buy anything from Hasbro at all. So they basically control how much you can buy how often you can buy it. Um, but the, the another strange thing is that the local game store model as a business is horrible, dude. Why? I would say like 50% in the last year of local game stores all went out of business. You have way too much overhead. Basically, they're run by people that are like, I love board games. I love cards. I love Warhammer and Dungeons and Dragons. And they open a storefront and then all of a sudden they like, they're hundred thousand dollars in debt with all this overhead. And one guy comes in, doesn't buy anything. They buy a monster energy drink and play magical night. And that's it. And they don't, they don't buy anything. You know, it is the worst business model, but that is the only way to get their product to them on the market is these local game stores. It's so weird, dude. That's I don't brutal. Know how money. <laughs> that's brutal, dude. It's yeah. It would be like, us buying liquor from a distribution company, having no intent to pay them back because none of the liquor sells, yeah. and just there, and then we go on a business. Yeah, yeah. It'd be <laughs> and, like, and then the company buys it back from you at a loss. It's so weird, dude. It'd be like, it'd be like if only the bar was open at the liquor store, and if we yeah. have like a million dollars of product around them, but they're only buying, dollars. but they're just buying. Pictures of natty. Yeah, they're just buying pictures of natties. Because that's like the average person. They go in. Picture of natty, yeah. It's the... that was When I was going to the Phoenix Rising in Salisbury, be like 12 dudes in there. Nobody buys anything. And they just sit there in the back and play Magic all night. And you got like two guys coming in and buying comics. I mean, it's the comic book store is what it is. Yeah. It's the LGS, got comics, all that. And I would come in and just like, buy like three packs of magic and i'm like how the hell are these guys staying open like where are you guys making any money dude and on the counter they have alphabetized magic cards and they probably have like three hundred thousand dollars of magic cards just to sell to people that are trying to make decks Jesus. it's so it's so strange but it would it is strange because i feel like just in general brick and mortar stores for anything other than like staples i don't mean the company yeah. staples i mean like food water yeah. right yeah yeah I feel like that's all kind of going out, right? Because now yeah. if you can just go 
buy on Amazon, why would you mm-hmm. why would you run a store with inventory? Yeah. Why would you sit there and hope someone buys these bananas before they go bad? Mm-hmm. Right? And then a lot of these stores too, like Rudy, he has a storefront physically in, in Florida, but also he does ninety percent of his business yeah. on eBay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're not inventorying your cards that you have online and selling them online to people, like you're you're going up. You're, you're, like I, I almost think Phoenix Rising might have gone up. They might have gone under over the 2020 man i mean i love those guys over there but like their business model makes no sense to me because they don't they don't have any online inventory at all they basically just pray for people to come in and, and buy single cards and then the pandemic comes and now people can't yeah. go anywhere jesus christ dude yeah it's that's insane but it used to be a good business model so it is sort of the same way with like just small businesses and in general with e-commerce it just they're all kind of getting phased out because in, in a lot of ways it doesn't make sense to nothing none of it makes sense why would you pay own, yeah. a higher premium just because it's the physical yeah paying someone to stand yeah. behind the cashier or the yeah the, yeah. Right, the cash register you gotta have the lights on you're paying insurance mm-hmm. on the property like or yeah. you can just mm-hmm. have amazon drop it at your front door right, right. it's i mean i almost think in coming up i almost think that like liquor stores are going to be the only places where that like that and groceries yeah gas are going to be like the only things you like literally have to go out and get yeah i would say i would say like pharmacies right maybe yeah like we can come up with different couple different things couple but exceptions yeah, we're talking state regulated things yeah. or at least fairly yeah. regulated and things. you know they would come together to make sure that no one sells out and goes to amazon right it would be like a racket. Yeah. You'd be like, no one fucking make a liquor deal with Amazon. Because if you make then it, it wrong, would be. it would turn into a fucking yeah. organized crime, dude. Then it would literally be the United States of Amazon. I mean, slowly. Over slowly time. but surely, man. I mean, mm-hmm. what? I got to piss again. Force, you got to, can you keep going for a little bit? Yeah, I'm good. Let me, pee. I, I want to pee too. Though. All right. Piss break, everybody. Piss break. Fast forward 30 seconds, 40 seconds. I don't know. <laughs> Do whatever you want, people. I win. I'm the fastest peer in the West. Fastest peer in the West. Feels so bad for my girlfriend. She's upstairs, stuck with my dog, my giant golden, I mean, my giant German Shepherd in here. <laughs> oh, man. He is the most needy damn dog. Let's see, how much money am I holding in my hands between four, six, nine cards? All right, so 300, 300, 180, 70, 
18. Damn, it's like $2,000 in cards in my hand. It's like Jesus. nine cards. Come <laughs> on, walk me through this. Walk me through this. Um, let's see. You good to go to like a four? What's that? You good to go to four? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. That's for every time because that's when Lexi gets okay, off. Perfect. So. All right, so. I don't think I've shown you one of these yet, but like basically as as magic, you know, you see how it's foiled. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this was actually from the um holographic. This was from the second set that they ever did foiling on. And a lot of people think that in like trading cards, it's like they did the best foiling on these cards. See how like the picture isn't actually foiled? Yeah. So like normally non-foil, this card's only like fifty bucks, but this is like three hundred and fifty dollars right here just because it's in foil because essentially you'd buy a booster box of 36 packs and you would only be guaranteed one foil rare in those packs i remember so, my little brother and i getting a pack my, yeah. convinced my mom to buy a pack of pokemon cards yeah we we're like third grade in new hampshire we went to a gas station and she finally she would you know never get stupid purchases right and finally she was like fine like you can get it like a special <laughs> night and we got it and there was like 10 cards in the pack and i remember we got a holographic charizard and I just remember we were we were just screaming, Charizard! <laughs> and my mom, yeah, I remember we were driving home, and my mom was like, because we were just screaming. Like, Char freaking out. Yeah, and neither of us knew how to play Pokemon, but we knew... <laughs> you knew Charizard? We knew Charizard, yeah. Like, Charizard! We were just screaming. So, like, I know, I know so much about, like, collecting cards that, like, it was most likely, unless it wasn't one of the first three sets, like basically with magic, if it wasn't like first edition base set or like unlimited base set or like shadowless, I mean, uh, an unlimited edition holographic Charizard is like $5,000. Jesus. Yeah. The base, the base set first edition holographic Charizard is the most expensive. Okay. Second most expensive. It's the most expensive English Pokemon card in the world. There's like one. Per, perfect 10 and i think it's valued over like 100 almost two hundred thousand dollars. fuck it's disgusting dude I, think, oh, I had we both probably had these cards we had one this was like late 99 early 2000 yeah it was probably when it was definitely a base set iteration <laughs> fuck yeah because like that was like 99 was the first edition of yeah. english Pokemon yeah card, so i mean so. it was i moved to georgia in in summer 2001 this was before mm -hmm. that so is either two, summer two thousand or summer ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite cards. I don't know why. I just I love it, dude. It's so unbelievably rare. It, over time, that's gonna get so much traction because it's playable. That's yeah. playable, dude. Yeah. Like, so I showed you the trap line on Wheel of Fortune. What, I, what I are the black these... ones? What are the black ones? Why are some of them black? The back. I just didn't feel like pulling them out of the sleeve because they. Oh, okay, have... okay, okay. All right. So this one's like got double sleeved on it. So this is from the first. Um, I don't okay. know if the scheme is gonna come. Yeah, through. yeah, I can see it. Yeah, a little like schematar. Uh huh. So that's the first expansion set. So that, before that, it was all the same exact cards, right? Alphabet Unlimited, same three hundred and two cards, right? And then Arabian Nights came out. And it was like the first, like every card was different. They're all brand new cards, and it was all like. Um, as you can see, it was all kind of like Middle Eastern style, mm -hmm. kind of. So, a lot of cards from there just got banned too because of racial sensitivity. Actually, they had a card called Jihad. <laughs> <laughs> they 
they had another card called Stone Throwing Devils, right? Which apparently is a derogatory term term against either Pakistani people or I've never even heard it. Like a real that's like a real thing that over there they, it's like a slur. Yeah. So they had another one. Oh my god, the worst one. The worst one was um invoke prejudice. And it had a guy with a, with like a sickle and he had a fucking KKK thing on. <laughs> and it was called Invoke Prejudice. So interesting happened after all these cards got banned, they all skyrocketed. Down. Of course, as with everything that gets banned. Dude, I'm not even kidding. Like this one card, um, it was called like Pradish Gypsies or something, you know. <laughs> shit, shit talking gypsies for some reason yeah. in the movies on magic cards you know it went from like being worth nothing basically unless you were a set collector and you just were like oh, I gotta buy one like two bucks to like trading on the market for like forty dollars Jesus Christ! and people were buying them all day yeah. that prejudice card was a playable card from legends I believe and it went from like two to three hundred dollars selling for like double that now five six hundred dollars and they banned it in the sense of Wizards of the Coast doesn't even acknowledge that it was a card that ever existed. They took it off their websites. Almost every market page took it off their their database. Like it's gone. Did so it's gone full 1984. They just don't acknowledge it. They just don't acknowledge it. They're just like, eh. That's not. So Arabian Nights first. Um, is that one banned? This one is not banned. This is my boy. I feel like I kind of look like him a little bit. You can pull Alex it off. Cairo. You can pull it off. So that's the first expansion set, and um, I pulled these two out specifically just to show, like, sort of like, you know, little wins for me. I bought this card for like maybe one hundred fifty dollars. It's like three hundred fifty dollars now. Um, and then this one, I just, I just invested in certain cards that just seemed that just got feelings like the right thing to do okay. based on my like limited knowledge. Okay. I bought this for like $35 and then now it is being traded a hundred percent for like 180 to $200. Jesus Christ. I'll find <laughs> I wonder, is it in your interest to maybe like conjure up like a pseudo cancel culture and get cards canceled that you have? Maybe it probably would like, let's see if we can come up with one. I bet you just... could that Arabian guy. I bet you absolutely could get that band dude. Ali from Cairo. Like that looks like my uncle. You... He was not, you know, Oh like... yeah. No, no. You just, no, just write like, write some very angry anonymous letters mm -hmm. about, you know, racial insensitivity yeah. or something. I bet you could get a band. So they also had another card that was called, and they had printed a couple times called crusade. Right. So right there, you're sort of like, okay, whatever. The picture was a bunch of white people <laughs> just like bleeding chalk. <laughs> On Crusade. Um, damn, there was another one that was really bad. I don't know. That's the 90s, dude. Yeah. They weren't thinking about it. They didn't give a fuck. I almost want to look up what they yeah. were. Yeah. It's... What, what's... How long are you going to hold on to those cards? Is there like a... I mean, do you want to hold on to them forever? Is there like a... Do you believe they're going to peak? Like, you got to play the... You got to play the shifting sands. Yeah. So it's it's strange. Like remember that side I showed you where you could see all the market uh -huh, noise, uh -huh. see how the prices were. There was like a big boom in 2017 where a bunch of reserve list cards just skyrocketed, like double, tripled in value. So naturally, it led to a lot of people selling, you know, and 
kind of leveled out the prices, but they were higher than they were before. And then we hit, you know, the 2020 pandemic and these cards were actually already declining from that, that, that high peak. And then when that happened, I mean, it was like sell, sell, sell cardboards, worthless, like, you know, the end of the world, like dumpster fire 2020. And that's when I invested, I invested like $5,000 and I've, I mean, I definitely just on that single investment easily. I mean, I have already made my return on investment and now I have like, you know, 10, $12,000 worth of cards. So I was just buying. People were so negative. The market was crazy. It was saturated. The prices were every day. It was like $30 less for, for certain things. And I just kind of latched because you can't buy everything. So I sort of like latched on to specific cards and, you know, I did in a lot of ways get full blown lucky because a lot of cards that I bought, they, they kind of stayed stagnant or gone up maybe like 10% from the, from the crash. But I mean, a lot of cards I sold a couple, like those cards I told you, I just got paid for yeah. like $600 after fees. I mean, I probably only paid like 200 bucks for those. You know, and I always sold them because I'm going on vacation. At yeah, once. just get some <laughs> extra cash. Well, now, what is like the guarantee? Is there, is there like an in-place system? Because I mean, how does someone know they pay you and they, and then you just vanish and they never get the card? Like, what's the guarantee? So the like platform seller, I use and seller like credit is like this. Like, you can get ripped off on eBay, but you basically have to either buy from or sell to an account that has like no sell sales or buys on it where it's like they basically make an account just to buy something have you send it to them and then they just like vanish yeah. you know they just delete their account because they don't care yeah but on mercari um there's a placement where they hold the funds until they okay. receive the product and then they have to like rate you you know okay and then then they then Mercari releases the fund. So okay. it's an, I've actually bought quite a few really, really expensive fake cards and got my money back like really? right away. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I was, I was gonna ask about plagiarism. Or uh rampant, dude. It really? is crazy. really counterfeits. Imagine you fake a black lotus. Well that's immediately, yeah. And you catch somebody in that you know when you see something like, Oh my god, I can make so much money and you're your high level thinking shuts down. Just, yeah. Going to caveman mode, you're like, money. Yeah. <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's too good to be true, but you yeah. don't even want to think that. It's like yeah. when you like you think you're gonna it's like people addicted to the lottery. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got it, I got it. This is it. This is the day. I got it. I gotta keep buying. I'm never gonna win if I go keep buying. <laughs> so I had I watched a video of this one guy, he's um high level like vintage magic um investor. And his friend bought like an eight thousand um, dollar unlimited black lotus, which is like right now it's probably the cheapest you can buy one. It's fake. Uh, and the, the guy who sold to him just disappeared off the planet, face of the earth. So he was just totally dude. He was out fucked, eight thousand dollars. Just fucked eight thousand. Yeah, fucked eight thousand. Oh. So what happened was you're gonna fuck the wrong person. So easy to do, but essentially the guy posted a picture of a real black lotus. Mm-hmm totally legitimate because i mean if you don't know what you're looking at it's hard to tell because there's so many like so many variances that are natural and it's like but when you have seen a fake card and you look at a real card it's night and day so he took a picture of a real card a real black lotus and he just sent a fake one you know and and with ebay you can't make a, a return like you can't make like a refund whatever 
after seven days from the purchase. So like the guy got the funds and just deleted his account, just totally like probably had fake info on the entire thing, you know, got the money, took it out, deleted, closed the bank. I mean, $8,000 con, you know? That's going to be a John Wick movie. He's going to sell the Dude. wrong card to the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, you know the Koch brothers? K-O-C-H? I think one of yeah. them died recently, but they're like in their 80s, billionaire brothers. Mm. I mean, they're almost like they're almost like part cartoonish evil figures, right? Old, rich, white guys buying politicians. Yeah. They're just, you know, just great. Yeah. Just fucking, they're almost too hilarious to be true. And I mean that in, like a, in a negative way. Mm. But I was watching this documentary on like fake wine and like and this and this guy got yeah yeah yeah. and and one of the the uh counterfeit bottles of like what was supposed Mm -hmm. to be thomas jefferson's or something Mm -hmm. well got sold to that uh charles cope oh shit and that wasn't good because he didn't like being made a fool and this guy's worth Mm. like 40 billion dollars so i mean this guy ended up employing like these like ex-cia guys well, no, they hunted, hunted him down. The guy got swatted. He was in jail. Damn. All of his shit seized. Eventually, you're going to sell to the wrong guy. You're going to sell Black <laughs> Lotus to be a... For all you know, fucking Mark Zuckerberg's got an alter mm-hmm. ego where he loves trading magic, but he doesn't give yeah. it away who he is because people would charge him a lot. So yeah. he's going to sell Mark Zuckerberg a, a fake Black mm-hmm. Lotus. And yeah. he, he's going to get he's going to get some politicians so to that, lend him the I'm army. glad you brought that up because that little uh, documentary I was watching it was about the liars was about it about the Black Lotus yeah yeah and it was just it was just on YouTube like this guy made it probably for college or something and uh, he he just went into the whole world of like high end collectibles and I mean like the whole like inverted Jennies like one of those nice pristine it sold for one point two million dollars just stamp Jesus there's another there was another stamp I think it was like called the Magenta, and it was like it's deemed the most expensive thing by weight because it was nine point two dollars, and it's like this big. Nine point two. Nine point two million. Card that was like it was this baseball card. It's like the T twenty six T two o six. I can't remember what it is, but it's like the most coveted, rare, expensive. It's like a it's like a baseball card from like the fifties out of a newspaper or something. It's okay, like so all right, crazy. All right. And it kept getting traded and traded and traded. And this one guy bought it for like 50 grand and he trimmed the edges to make it look good. And someone noticed and he got caught and went to jail for 20 months, <laughs> like a year and a half. It's like multi-millionaire who like forged, he kind of like made the card look a little better by trimming off the dirty parts of the card. And someone noticed and he got caught and he was like, it was like massive fraud because he sold it for like a million dollars. And made it look more pristine. Than so it was. it was like insane fraud okay. just for that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the funny thing too, was it was showing like who buys these things. And it yeah. was like owners of, it's like owners of football and baseball teams and like, you know, high level entrepreneurs and investors. Like they just see these things as like opportunities to make yes. money in the long term because it's just. Or, or, or yeah. childhood passions that now they've got the money to go for, right? Yeah, like with it, with Rudy, I mean, he was just childhood passion. He had played, he is a player, and he just saw the opportunity to be like, all right, well, I'm going to walk away from Wall Street as a stockbroker, licensed stockbroker, and just invest in this because in a lot of ways, I mean, you don't pay taxes on it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's insane, yeah. Government I mean, doesn't have their hands in it. I mean, not yet, knock on wood. I mean, but dude, Jeff Bezos yeah. was like, a, he was a fucking space nerd growing up. And as he yeah. got his billions, he started just yeah collecting 
mm-hmm. Apollo artifacts. But he he talks about or he's they talk, in the book Space Barons, like an interview with him. He talks about like not having enough money. He remembers back in the nineties, it'd be at an auction and someone would outbid him. And he'd be like, yeah. God damn it! But now. Now, then he like, <laughs> but then he contracted a ship with a full crew, and they went out and actually pulled up one of the original Saturn V engines from the ocean floor. And he had the money to just fucking. I don't need to go to auctions. He's like, I create the shit that people auction now. Yeah. And it's yeah. So it might just not be you know, it might not be just assets. It might be someone that just yeah. has the money to just go for their childhood dream, can do whatever they mm. want, and someone's gonna sell them a black, a fake black lotus. Yeah, and Bezos is gonna—he's gonna fucking hire mm-hmm. some mercenaries. What's yeah? What's interesting to me too about that—the black lotus, especially the alpha one. Last time it was traded and sold, it was like four hundred something thousand dollars, right? Which, it, for something as rare as that, it's not that high. And people are always like, I guarantee for a fact that was probably one of the best investments whoever bought it ever had because that card will reach a level where he can now set his price, right? So he has history of, it was at one point worth $400,000 because I paid it, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guarantee he could probably sell it today. Maybe not with the market. I guarantee he can sell it for a million dollars. I mean, what, what about a year from now? Say, say the pandemic ends, there's no civil war. Next <laughs> summer, next next summer. Happens. That's a big if. That's a big if. That's a, that's a bull move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. But bull it's... Move. Next summer, so let's just say things go to, or whatever. Just don't even do what if. Let's just go December twenty nineteen. How much is that worth? December twenty nineteen. Honestly, it probably would have only been worth like six hundred thousand dollars because the market. Was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And going into twenty twenty, but like best case scenario, in five years that card is easily sold for a million dollars. Twenty years down the road, it's still the only one. It will always be the only one. Something so rare and limited and like nostalgic i mean there's like 30 million people that play magic yeah currently. yeah it's big yeah it's a big thing it's not a fad it, I mean, that, that thing will be one of those things that's in a museum it's like yeah yeah it's a hundred percent like yeah. no question yeah and it's it's the only one that has it's only the only one that has a it's a perfect yeah. 10 right perfect 10 yeah so what, what's perfect ten? just quality just like it's not bent it's not yeah so i don't I don't think it's going to come through on camera, but basically what happens was nobody knew that it was going to be something so collectible and investable. So like kids played with them, you know, yeah, yeah. And the grease and, uh-huh. you know, on the surface, it's cardboard scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding the corners. So like essentially it would have had to have been someone that bought it, got it. And just got put away. They just didn't need Like those people that bought, you know, beanie babies actually, or something. Yeah. yeah. And they just, left it in the box they just fucking yeah left it in the threw it in the- and now there's only five left in a box because it's like why the fuck do you leave that toy in a box <laughs> do you ever watch cat dog do you remember that show on nickelodeon yeah my yeah. little brother texted me the other day he's like you remember cat dog and i don't know why that ha- it's in my head now but there was like an episode back in like yeah this was like 2000 but it was mm-hmm. they get into trading something i think there was kind of like a parody about like beanie babies but eventually they uh, go yeah, into yeah. like one of the guys has this like it's almost like a nuclear vault it goes down <laughs> and it has like there's no lighting it's all air conditioned filtered air mm-hmm. and he has them all behind like a plastic shield and it's like mm-hmm. you can't even go in there it's like a robot arm goes in and pulls out the <laughs> box you want and it's yeah so that's the only 10 mm-hmm. it's the only one of an alpha there's only one i mean it's the only 10 of an alpha, right? only one 
not only is people playing with them, people they're just half of them got destroyed right off the yeah, bat just because yeah. of like, you know, like life. It was just life, dude. So print quality. You know, the printers aren't perfect either. So like there was roller marks on them. A lot of them were like super off centered, oh, which okay. will get you a 10 because now it's the centering isn't perfect. So there's, that'd there's, be a plus though. Because if that was a manufacturer's uh, defect, well, normally manufacturer's defects, yeah. well, that would normally up the value though. Like coins? Yes. Double printed coins? A, there's a very heavy premium on like super, super gnarly like manufacturer defects. Um, like a double like, head or something. Because there's some ones that it's like, you get the bottom half of the card and the top half of the card because the print sheet yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, the coloration was yeah. totally wrong yeah. or they just turned it or something. Up. Yeah. I think there were so, some pennies or nickels way mm -hmm. back, like before the Great yeah. Depression. And there were some that like, I think they got like double printed. So it's like Lincoln's mm -hmm. face is on the front and the back. And so I, I was going to say the same thing. Like if you can find a double headed quarter, it's like six hundred. It's like a thousand dollar quarter. Yeah, it's it's because it had to use the same side. Yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know, man. I think there's like a dollar bill. I remember seeing like on a show, mm -hmm. this guy had his collector dollar bill. But mm -hmm. if you look at like the numbers on it, it just says like zero 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 one, and it's like the first one. Sure, yeah, it literally came. It was like FDR just got in the office, and it was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> um. Imagine having that the first one. I know, dude. But there is like sure, yeah, weird know. shit like that. It's. It's yeah. Honestly, I think that's why I'm so into collecting magic cards is because I've always kind of been a collector, you know, like I was that kid looking for fossils in the playground. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, I'm just happy that there's so much intrinsical value attached to objects that are not, it's not food, yeah. it's not ass. Yeah. No, like, what am I going to, what am I going to, I'm not going to eat yeah, this, yeah. you know? There's something cool about that, that. Yeah, that, that collector style, world, yeah. so like. You know, that's why I always look for those old quarters at work yeah. and everything. Yeah. I went to the uh, downtown Berlin. I went to the antique shop and then someone had a like a stand and it was all old coins and he had all those quarters that like me and Vinny always yeah. look for. And each one was like six, seven, eight dollars. Oh, I was yeah. like, that's what Oh yeah, no, yeah. I used to have them. Yeah. You can turn those yeah. into rings. I remember my grandma showed me how mm -hmm. when we were little. You can take them. Yeah. And it takes like a couple of weeks, but if you take them and it will drive people around you insane. But if yeah. you take a spoon and you just tap on the edges, because it's yeah. silver, it's malleable, and it starts to get fat. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the stuff in the center gets slowly pulled out, and then it gets yeah. really thin. And then you can just take – you almost take, like, a knife, and you can just shave off the inside. And you can shave have, like, it, a silver yeah. ring, and it's made out of a quarter. It's kind of cool. But they also feel different. I know you, you, Vinny's always looking at them, like, if you just pick up a stack and you feel them, mm -hmm. you can actually feel them because they're softer. They're a little – Yeah, they're softer, and they get uh... – yeah, they get the uh, patinas on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a shine. Yeah, cool. it's. Well, there's um, in the forties, there are. Mm -hmm. I forget what year it is, but there are steel pennies. There's a couple of steel yes. pennies because you had to use um. Yeah. Yeah, they had to use the copper for the war effort. Mm. There's steel pennies. I think that's kind of yeah. Bad. Those that's, are nice. that's badass. That's why you know that wine that we have at work called Mercury Head. That's important. I bought, yeah, I, yeah. I bought one for my mom for her birthday. You got one? Yeah, I bought it. Damn, yeah. boy, balling. Um, like, isn't that such a funny thing? Like, those are those are Mercury Head mercury dimes. Head dimes. They, you know, they can only use the Mercury Head dimes, 
they were like three bucks at the store. They're not cheap, <laughs> dude. They're not cheap at all, dude. It's and they're just rare, too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, it's baller. It's <sighs> there's there is one year of those that's minted and it's like a hundred bucks Jesus. for those Mercury head dimes. Jesus. And I've heard if you if you send one to the um the vineyard, they just send you a free bottle of Mercury head. That's pretty badass. Yeah, that's, cool. that's pretty badass. Mm. So, got you for got you for seven more minutes, and I'm gonna milk all seven mm. minutes of those. Um, yeah, <laughs> is so. What's with the what's the future of it? What's the future of your trading? Are you do you go bulk into like smaller profit margins, or do you keep mm. hunting for these like I don't know these like great white yeah. sharks, if you will? So I almost, I'm a little worried that I got, I don't want to like hope for another recession, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that able age old bank recessions make millions. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's going to, that's going to be the, that's going to be the sound bite. It's not that I'm wishing for a recession, <laughs> but. Uh, so when I first got into it, you know, I, I didn't even mention this, but essentially gambling a straight gambling i was buying people's collections sight unseen right and they were like dude i don't know what i got and i was like i don't know what you got. i don't care so i made i made quite a lot of money the first few times i got super lucky i was buying these people's collections on the eastern shore they didn't want to put any time into it they didn't care and i don't feel bad about it a ton of money (laughs) because they didn't know what they had right so I bought someone's collection for 80 bucks and I'm going through the first three cards I look. It's 30, 30, 30. I'm like, I just made boom. 10 bucks. Okay, cool. I made like $1,200. Jesus right? fuck. He had everything. Not vintage, but like, he had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Another one, like, I bought someone's cards. It was like one little box. He was like, dude, I only bought cards in 2017. That's it. I was like, ugh. You know, I'll give you 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I haggled them down. First card I look at, it's like a sixty dollar card, and like, sweet. I go through, and he's like, you know, I probably made like three hundred bucks on that. So I took all that and I invested it when the recession hit, and uh, I think the future of it, I really do. Some of these old cards, I really do want to hold on because they're on the reserve list. They're never going to be printed again. It's kind of like the safest version of investing in magic. It's kind of like having stock in Tesla or Apple or anything like that. Yeah. It's almost like guaranteed 10% um, every year, like guaranteed, like return. So for me, I think my plan of attack is probably to just slowly build my position on certain things and just sit on them. I mean, honestly, I I sold those cards the other day and I'm probably going to regret it in five years. You know, I sold a few that were like, you know, they were two of them were on the reserve list. Actually, three of them were on the reserve list. They were in good condition, and they're never going to be printed again ever. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like you would. In my, I profited, but yeah, I feel like in my limited knowledge, I would say like you hold on to the reserve list, right? Yeah, and then you just fuck with other ones. Mm-hmm. And even if they do away with it and they get sued a bunch of money, but then they end up making a bunch of money because they can just build their player base. Um, they're still the first printings of the cards, and they're still they would never redo the same art. They would it would never be the same. So, I I do firmly believe they got rid of it. I don't think it would affect the card values that much, but I think 
it would scare enough people to saturate the market and they would crash in price pretty fast. Yeah. And I think it would be a slow, then I think it would be like a really slow 10 year kind of like, Oh, like why did we all freak out? You Mm -hmm. know? So I don't know. I, I hope, I hope they don't do away with it, but I don't know. They've been talking. There's been a lot of market noise about that. (laughs) It's scary, bro. Yeah. It, yeah. It now are there, do you have any that like you have your eye on that you're just waiting for the perfect storm? So listen, obviously everyone wants Power Nine. They're the best cards in Magic. They're so iconic. It's like the grind. It's like I'm grinding to get those cards, and I guarantee when I have them, I'm like Give a fuck. looking at them like I don't get. Let's it. sell them. Yeah, let's sell them. Let's go get some <laughs> beer. Yeah, fuck this. I'm hoping that doesn't happen because I look at these cards and I look and I'm like I can't sell them, and I look at them and I'm like I can't sell them. I don't want it. Like, I love them. Like, that's the thing. It's not only, like, it's not just numbers. It's It really is. Like, I mean, it's so, it's nice to have a physical object that is worth money and that is, like, for me, it just invokes some sort of, like, nostalgic, you know. You could even say it invokes. And I love fantasy. I just, the art is amazing. They're, they're, every art, this is, like, they're all hand-drawn paintings. Yeah. I mean, there is... Not, not, no pun intended. I was gonna say it doesn't evoke some magic, but like it's, eh, but it's a eh, uh, okay eh, magic. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of like the argument with gold, right? It's what most most yeah. places that like sell gold. It's like assets you can hold, right? Because Tesla mm-hmm. is that's just that's just electrons on a screen. It's just in some mm-hmm. server somewhere. If there's a solar flare, it's all gone. Don't right, it's just all that. Yeah. Fuck. What if that's how twenty twenty goes, man? Solar flare. I wouldn't even. I, I'd be like, makes sense. Yeah, I'd be like, touche, <laughs> touche. Or I think it's gonna be UFOs. I think there's gonna be like an undeniable. No government's gonna have to like release videos. I think there's just gonna be this like mm. multiple cities, a million different cameras. You know, nothing that can yeah. be faked. It's just gonna be like people posting it on every platform mm. you're gonna be able to go out and see it with your eyes that's what how i think this that's what i think some yeah. sort of anomaly that's like that's something not... something in front of the moon <laughs> that like, we can all see that like they can't hide mm. that's what i think and hopefully you'll be doing your podcast all of a sudden it'll be dark and you're just like you're both all like <laughs> yeah that's that's do you think that what well, we'll wrap this bitch up in a minute um you see, you know how Rogan invited uh, Trump and Biden, Biden, why did I just say Biden? <laughs> Biden! <laughs> He's inviting Trump and Biden on his podcast to do a debate. I saw that. And Trump is accepted. Trump said he would do a four but hour. Now, but now Trump is, he's pushing sponsored ads on social media. Facebook, Instagram, saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to monetize it. <laughs> well, no, he's trying to, he's not just, because at first he's like, I'll do it. Joe Biden won't. But now he's running ads to push it onto as many people. And he's saying, Sleepy Joe won't do it. I will. So- <laughs> so- dude, I'm there for it, man. That's 2020. That dude, I will fuck it. I hope it happens, Still dude. We need to do a pay-per-view. I, I, I would fucking, you, me, and Vinny need to, we need to fucking close the bar down and watch it. Yes. And drink a bottle of bourbon at work. And drink a <laughs> bottle of bourbon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking hey, Jason, hey, Jason and Zach. I mean, if you're gonna go out, I mean, go out hard. Order a bunch of fast food. Rip the vape in the store. Drink a oh, bottle of yeah, bourbon. Man. Mm. 
2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, my friend sent me a meme, and uh, I want to hold it up. I was going to say I'll just show you, but uh, <laughs> can, I, can I know if you can read it if it's inverted? God, at the end of 2020, it's just a prank, bro. Camera's right there. <laughs> just a prank, bro. Oh, you got me. You got me, God. Oh. Everyone that died from COVID comes out from behind the curtains. They're like, ah. And everyone's like, oh, no. Guy comes out, thanks for watching 2020. Credits rolling. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsors. And all of us are just dancing. That's what I think life is. I think we die, and it's just like the curtain rolls, and everyone's laughing. And they're like, you fell for it. You thought you were dead. Like, you're dead. Yeah. All right. Well, well, like, <laughs> all right. We'll wrap this bitch up. Let's uh, right, let's definitely do another one, man. That was fun as fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty ADD. I can talk about almost everything. That's that's the best way to go. Because if you try to set it on one thing, it becomes dry. You gotta yeah. you gotta get the UFOs and the aliens out of your system. For me, mm-hmm. that's what I find. I gotta I gotta I gotta get it out. It's because mm-hmm. otherwise it doesn't work. I just yeah. But um. So I definitely beat Vinny's time, and that's all that matters. Yeah. So uh, fuck you, Vinny. I can finally say, Vinny, you can you you can't go as long as me. I yeah, knew yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though even though me and Vinny's was cut off because I had to go to work. Um. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. The record is four hours and thirty two minutes. Oh, my ass already hurts. Uh, yeah, you'd have to. I don't know, man. I don't know if you could do that. I'll try next time. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I got a, I got another one. If I can do my third podcast today, I'll send you that the book. It's an author I'm having on. He's now become like a friend of mine. But he wrote a book I called see. Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect. But it's a book about what happens if we achieve like a cyber utopia. And it kind of goes into, yeah. I think you'd be interested in it. It's, it's like, what would you Definitely. do if you could just have sex nonstop for like 40 years? Like it eventually kind of... It gets into like, would you get bored? And that's what happens. Would you get bored? Yeah. They start to get bored, and they yeah, and they mm-hmm. start to like go into these weird. They experience pain as pleasure, and they, they create simulations and go into because <laughs> they, they go, have to find other. Albums. They have to find new unique shit, so they go into like you can get simulated and go into like Auschwitz or something. You can like experience, but it's weird, dude. It's weird. It's trippy. It's very trippy, but it's a great book. Yeah, send me that. I will. Um, yeah. So this probably because I got this one from this morning. I got to upload, and then this one, and then I got the next one. So there's like a backlog of uploads. So this probably won't be up till like tomorrow. Just FYI. That's all good. I just can't wait to see what you title it. <laughs> I talked to a moron. Don't 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 don't, don't spoil it. Don't force it. What do you want? What do you want? It? Do you want me to let it? I'll let it bubble up organically. No, I'm just excited. Well, now you're putting me on the spot. If it's bad, I'll let you know. If it's bad, I'll let you know at work, bud. All right, you'll know. Yeah. They'll show up, and I won't be able to sign in. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, of course. I'll see. I'll see you. All right, when are you? Wait, sorry. When are you working next? I'm working Friday. Or tomorrow and Friday. Okay, I won't see you Friday. In the Friday. next five days. All right, I'll work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I think Monday, Tuesday. So I'm there. Party. I'm there. All right, dude. <laughs> I'll see you. Hey, buddy. Peace. <laughs> Godspeed. Stay safe.